Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. My Gay Expose podcast currently sitting at number 17 of the top 200 best LGBTQ plus podcasts of all time. That's right, bitches. You didn't hear wrong. That is actual fact. You guys, I can't with what's going on in, <laughs> in internet land right now with all of these fucking simultaneous stories that are just becoming memes, like hard to avoid and just right in your face everywhere you turn. So let's talk about all of the shit that's going down this week now. One of my favorite things to do when I prepare each and every week for this show is that hot gay goss segment. I totally love taking any random topic of conversation that one might find relevant and or pertinent to today's gay society or just shit that I want to talk about because it's my show. So this week, because I just love giving you my forward and blunt gay expose on all these topics of conversation that just so happen to be floating around on the internet in the world today. I mean, I just decided to do a full-on episode dedicated to the three biggest topics right now. So in this week's episode, you're going to get that hot gay gas expose in regards to Britney Spears and her engagement, the reasons why she deleted Instagram, and all the fucked up prenup advice that she's been getting back and forth all over the internet. We'll talk about Nicki Minaj and her hot ass mess and how she tends to run her mouth and it totally gets her nowhere. She makes false allegations about the vaccine, refuses to go to the Met Gala looking for some sort of attention only to find that she just looks like a fucking idiot. And last, but most certainly not least, we're going to pick apart and spill all the tea on all the looks of every single one of, well, at least the celebrities that just mattered, in my opinion, at the Met Gala this year. So sit back, relax, put on that condom, or pop your prep pill, and let's hop into a full-on episode dedicated to that hot gay gas expose. You are now listening to My Gay Expose podcast, 
a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, and podcast host who's based out of San Francisco, California. Ronnie Washburn here, and welcome back to My Gay Exposé podcast. And on this week's episode, I decided that because there are so many fucking huge ass breaking stories floating around in the world today that it would be fun to, I guess, dedicate an entire fucking episode to that hot gay goss expose. The topic of conversation that we just spill the tea on. That one might find relevant and or pertinent to today's gay society. Or just shit that I want to talk about. Because it's my show. You guys, this week's been rough in regards to avoiding some of the things that have just been blowing the fuck up online. Also, some of the craziest shit has also gone down at the same fucking time. Oh, God, we're going to get into all of that shit now. But I just want to say that every time I try to do some sort of different way of doing things or veer off the normal, regularly, everyday scheduled My Gay Expose podcast routine in regards to, like, the segmentations, the re-expose segment, the Your Gay Expose segment, the Hot Gay Goss segment, and, like, do something different. You guys kind of freak out, but also they become kind of the highest performing fucking episodes. So we're going to do it. What the fuck? As I've mentioned before so many times on this show, I don't follow any rules. There are no rules in my gay expose podcast world. So but before we actually dive in, because we are actually dedicating this entire episode to that hot gay gas expose and we're not actually doing any of the other segments this week. Just because we're not doing a re-expose, I just want to say one quick thing. You guys, I think that I'm at my light switch moment. Every single episode that I have published from about two months ago up to this point has significantly outperformed the other. And I just, every time I see the fucking numbers, it's like, oh, this is going to be the highest performing episode. And then I publish a new episode. And then that one does even better than before. So either I've cracked the code or last week the title of the episode was the, (laughs) you know, topic of conversation where I talked about having sex with four different gingers as an experiment, which probably caught your attention because after all, the sex-related material almost always takes the cake when it comes to the fucking numbers. So I kind of expected that, but I didn't really expect to see what I'm seeing now. But I just want to say before we hop in to this week's Hot Gay Goss Expose. Thank you so very much for all of your love and support. And you know what? Even all of your fucking hateful shit. 
Because even bad attention is attention. And (laughs) before you know it, even if you have something negative to say, you're going to contribute to me paying my bills. So how about that? (laughs) So without further ado, let's hop into this week's Hot Gay Goss Expose. Extended for this week's entire episode. So get out that wipe up cloth because we're about to spill all of the tea. All right, so I'm just going to do it. Welcome to this week's Hot Gay Goss Extended Expose, where we try and find topics of conversation that one might find relevant and or pertinent to today's gay society. Or just shit that I want to talk about. Because it's my show. And this week, lots is going on. And you know, it's only been, it's literally all this shit just hit the fan in like, no joke, like three fucking days. Three days out of a seven day week, we got so many different fucking crazy stories to tell. First up, we've got Brittany. Once again, Brittany is back in the spotlight for a few different reasons. I mean, so she basically showed off her huge ass ring, I guess in like an Instagram story, where her boyfriend, who I refuse to pronounce his name because I don't know how to, Sam whatever, proposed, and they are now a very happy and engaged couple. And I, you know, I will say this, this is the longest relationship that Brittany's ever had. So I am possibly hopeful that this one, well, (laughs) at least make it to marriage. (laughs) I mean, listen, I am not one to talk about failed marriages because obviously the one that I had failed. So I'm I'm definitely not going to point the other finger, but like, let's just be real. What celebrities out there are still together? Can you guys put together a tally? I just want to know. Hollywood matches almost never succeed for one reason or another. But this just goes back to my whole thing where I think that we as a society are evolving to a place where maybe marriage just isn't what we need for ourselves anymore. Like, I don't really think I'm going to ever get married again. Don't foresee that being a thing. And, you know, like I've mentioned once before on this show, I'm kind of in a place in my life where if my current boyfriend broke up with me tomorrow, I'd probably be happily single and ready to mingle for the rest of my life. But you know what? Congratulations. Good for you, Brittany. I'm always on your side no matter what. But here's the thing. So there's all this speculation going back and forth saying that the biggest reason why Britney wanted her dad to be released from the conservatorship or ordered to be released from the conservatorship, which, I mean, obviously, ultimately, he stepped down because of all of the bad publicity is what I think. I really honestly feel that he tried to hang on for as long as he could, but... Once this story just took off in such a crazy way, I think he realized, like, he probably should just call it a day, and he stepped down. But I think this was, like, a strategic plan on behalf of Britney specifically. 
There's a couple of factors involved involved here that I think that we should all take note of. First and foremost, her boyfriend. It's not an American citizen. That's right. You didn't hear me wrong. He's not an American citizen. So I don't really know what the strategy behind all of this was in regards to, like, you know, the dad announcing that he walked away from the conservatorship and then all of a sudden, boop, we're engaged. And I mean, on top of the engagement, I mean, I I honestly fervently feel it has something to do with the fact that the dad controlled the money in a sense. So there's something going on there that maybe, you know what, I'm open to the idea of maybe like he couldn't propose. Maybe he, maybe Brittany wasn't allowed to get married. Let's think about that or wrap our minds around that notion for just one moment because that is a very fucking strong possibility because like let's just be real I mean we all found out all the fucking shade behind the entire conservatorship once Britney spilled the tea finally in that testimonial and revealed shit about her dad drugging her forcing her to work I mean who knows maybe there was something that we don't know that wasn't allowing her to actually be engaged or get married But also, I do think that Sam wants to become a citizen. And also, on top of that, like, do you remember, like, a couple months ago when he was, like, he, like, publicly called out Britney's dad saying he was basically, like, an asshole? And everybody was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, he's calling him an asshole. Ooh, what, 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 what happened? Whatever. I have a feeling that something's going on here that we don't know about. But regardless of that, Britney Spears and Sam, whatever the fuck, are now engaged to be married. And then everybody went batshit crazy with all of this prenup advice. And I guess the initial girl who somehow landed like the third comment after her proposal post, giving her advice on how and why she should actually sign a fucking prenup. Uh, that like actually made headline news as well. And it just shit got crazy. And honestly, then suddenly after the engagement announcement, Britney Spears just like deleted Instagram and the world was shocked. Listen, I don't know about you, but I don't know why we actually live in a fucking world where everyone's at one moment complaining about how crazy Britney Spears is on her Instagram, but then freaking the actual fuck out when she deletes it. I think deep down, we all wanted to see just a little bit of all that crazy on Instagram. And I know you want to admit that out loud, don't you? I mean, shit, I'm perfectly willing to admit that there were times I was like, oh girl, what are you doing? And then there were other times where I was like, Okay, I just have to see more. (laughs) But regardless, she basically tweeted on Twitter saying, don't worry, I'll be back. I just need time to celebrate my engagement. And whether or not that's true, I don't know. But we'll just have to see how all of this Britney Spears engagement slash deleting Instagram slash backlash for a prenup plays itself out. Next up, we've got the fucking Met Gala. Probably one of my most favorite events 
of the entire year. So here's the thing. Let me tell you all the reasons why I love the Met Gala. Because, okay, so basically, if you listen along to this show, you know that I have like a super over-the-top, really loud, bold, and unapologetic, gay, overshare-esque personality that some people don't necessarily know how to digest. (laughs) And that's okay. But also, I just am so big in everything I do. So nothing says Ronnie Washburn like going to a fucking formal event, but going to that formal event in costume-esque, like, fashion, amazing attire. This is honestly like the biggest boner that I get each and every year in regards to seeing what celebrities are going to pull what shit out of their hat each and every fucking year. And I have to say, 2019 was pretty epic. I mean, so here's the thing. I feel like, and I don't know if this has anything to do with like 2020 not happening and just the shift in the whole entire dynamic of what our entire world is going through with the COVID crisis and how it's like slowed almost everything we know to this day. But the celebrities that I watched on the red carpet this year were far, far different than what I saw two years ago. And again, I don't know if this is because I'm getting (laughs) older or some stupid shit, but I literally, when I first started going through some of the looks when I caught wind of them online, there were a few people I was like, who the fuck's that? Who the fuck's that? I don't know who that is. Who's that? Who's that too? Like, I didn't know who so many people were. And then once I kind of like researched and, you know, sort of found out who was who and whatever. I mean, it kind of turns out there were a lot of fucking politicians, sports Olympians, and like people that I probably wouldn't recognize on the Hollywood Boulevard streets. So I guess maybe that's why. But also there's a lot of fucking people I just don't know about. But let's get to the good shit. So once again, I, I have to give you my least favorites, and my favorites of the night. And if I don't bring up any one specific celebrity, that means they didn't do anything significantly enough to catch my attention either way. So there's that. But speaking of didn't really catch my attention either way, let's talk about Billie Eilish. So like, okay, the theme this year was like proud American or American or whatever the fuck it was. So I get she was trying to do this whole, like, Marilyn Monroe thing. But I was like, I, I, uh, super basic, kind of predictable, just wasn't really feeling it. And she actually was one of the co-chairs this year. So uh, it's kind of an epic fail. But I feel one of the best looks of the night was most certainly Iman. Iman There were so many things going on in that outfit that were just so well executed. It was just this brown, feathery, like, orgasm, basically. Everything was just in the right spot. It was so perfect. I loved it. And it's so crazy that she actually got some attention. But really, 
she didn't really get that much attention. But I sort of felt like she had the best outfit of the night, to be quite honest. The other one that I felt did really well and just looked fucking fierce as fuck, but also didn't really get a whole lot of attention was Kendall Jenner. Now, honestly, the look was flawless. Was it Met Gala? Mm, I don't know. I mean, it would have been on anybody else, but I think because we're all so used and programmed to seeing the Kardashians in such crazy and extravagant shit, this was kind of like like a solid like five for a Kardashian. For anyone else, it would have been like like rock solid, but Kardashians, I think the Kardashians always set the bar so high and we just expect each and every time that we see them to one-up themselves. Speaking of Kardashians and one-upping themselves, Kim Kardashian looked, she just looked, it was so different, so, like, smart, (laughs) so fucking, it was genius, to be quite honest with you. Her little Balenciaga look with covered face, long-ass ponytail, and honestly, this bitch knows how to do it. She just does. She knows how to continuously keep our interest on her every single move she makes, regardless. Like, she just knows. This was the best thing that she could have ever done, in my personal opinion, to keep her relevant in today's gay society. <laughs> it, like, listen, just like I said, all the Kardashian girls are expected to, you know, everybody else is at a 10. They're expected to be at a fucking 20. And Kim, this year, you did like a 30, I have to say. So, you know, all the memes are going batshit crazy all over internet land. And good job, Kim. Very well executed. Very, very smart. And honestly, even though it may not have been the best look of the night, I think that it was the most talked about and honestly, the look that got the most attention overall. And isn't that what we expect out of our Kardashian? I think so. Now let's go on to Basic Bitches, otherwise known as J-Lo and Riri, or Rihanna. And you guys, I swear to God, if you come for me because I'm calling these two girls out, (laughs) just don't, just don't come for me. This is my gay expose. So J-Lo, what the fuck? Like, She's one of the most beautiful fucking women of all time. Iconic. Like, the fact that that bitch is in her 50s and looks like that is just wrong. But also, I think we kind of expect a little more from her as well. She just didn't bring it. Super basic, super boring, and so, so not J-Lo. Just so not J-Lo. Oh, and then Rihanna, who definitely has stolen the show so many times at this Met Gala. Jesus, she didn't bring it this year. The look was good. I mean, there were things about it I enjoyed. Like the fact that she kind of brought that, like, bad girl thing to the, like, elegant, like, fashion-y look. But, mm, it was a pretty epic fail. That fucking dress that she wore two years ago, or maybe it was the year before that, I can't remember which, the long yellow train, oh, that was the Rihanna that we all 
know, love, and expect. Let's just be real. Sean Mendez is getting shit over the fact that <laughs> his sexy shirtless look that everyone can't, somehow can't stop talking about. But what they're also talking about, and even more so than his like hot little chiseled body that was exposed for all to see, is the fact that he had like chipped black painted nails. That's the one thing that I took away out of multiple articles that I read was the fact that people were just going like, why would you not just apply one more coat before you go to one of the biggest fashion fucking nights of the year? (laughs) I don't like, he probably just doesn't care, but honestly, whatever. Evan Mock from Gossip Girl, he didn't get a lot of attention at all. In fact, I had to actually seek out specific individuals to see like who wore what, but he wore this like mask and it was really clever. And, you know, honestly, now that we're approaching Folsom Street Fair in the coming weeks, it had that very leather daddy submissive bottom, like Folsom Street Fair vibe. And I was feeling it, but it's kind of weird that he just didn't get that much attention because it was a good look, but maybe that's just because it's Evan Mock from Gossip Girl. <laughs> and nobody really cares otherwise. Um, so Megan Fox have to say, look like a sexy ass bitch. Here's the okay, side note real quick. So a couple nights before, or maybe it was the night before, I think actually it was the Sunday before, they had the MTV Video Music Awards in which Machine Gun Kelly and uh Travis Barker from Blink 182 did some kind of a song together. First of all, as we've very clearly stated in last week's episode, and by the way, all the flood of insults and messages and outrage about me saying that I don't like ginger guys (laughs) have come full circle, and maybe we'll go into that just a little bit more next week. However, I don't like white blonde boys. I am a white blonde boy. And so usually I just tend to veer towards the darker features. But there is just something so fucking sexy about Machine Gun Kelly. Also, something I think that I find super sexy about him in addition to the fact that he's just fucking sexy as shit is the fact that he is with Megan Fox, who's just one of the hottest fucking things that I've ever seen. And then Travis Barker is dating Kourtney Kardashian. So they did this photo shoot after the VMAs, I guess, because, you know, the two of them performed together. And obviously, because that foursome, they're dating, they took, like, a couple of photos together. And it was just so fucking hot. And I just have to say, even though all I ever want in this world more than anything else is dick, I would not mind having a very hot five-way sexual session with Kourtney Kardashian, Megan Fox... Travis Barker, and Machine Gun Kelly. (laughs) You heard it here first. But let's get back to Megan Fox. She looked fierce as fuck. But was it Met Gala worthy? I don't think so. Definitely hot. Definitely, like, turned heads. Gorgeous. But, I mean, I could see her wearing that at any other fucking, like, award ceremony or event or anything. This is the motherfucking Met 
Gala, you bring up your game to the extreme. What the fuck is wrong with people? Speaking of bringing their game and going to the extreme, let's talk about Lil Nas X, who, of course, went over the top because that's all we get from him these days. I have to say, even though I'm not quite the biggest fan of him, I do appreciate what he's doing for the community and his direct, blunt attempt to spew I don't give a fuck all over anyone who has anything to say about anti-gay anything, which I kind of love. That's truth be told, like, really the only thing I like about him, I think. But also, I do, side note, I feel like he's the me of the music world, whereas I'm the me of the podcasting world, where I just don't give a flying fuck. Like, I'll talk about anything, anytime, anywhere, whenever. And Lil Nas X and I, we need to have a talk. Because <laughs> we're, we're on the same fucking page. But he did this whole thing where he did like, and I kind of have to say, I do feel like he sort of copied Gaga from two years ago where she did that, uh, she came in in a huge gown, that came off. Then the, the second layer came off and she was like basically in a bikini and, you know, panties. But like, uh, he did like this huge puffy piece that was taken off. He was in his suit of armor. And then he was de-armored or whatever the fuck you say. And then he was in a hot bejeweled bodysuit. And I don't remember who the designer was, but it was some high-end designer. But there are so many fucking photos of him purposefully popping that little ass out like a good bottom. <laughs> good for you, Lil Nas X. I can't wait to see... How successful you get in the future. Side note, I just recently stumbled on an article in regards to Lil Nas X saying basically that he is a revolutionary in the industry, but that doesn't necessarily make him a good musician. And I'm going to be honest, 100% agree. I love what he's doing, but I don't love the music. But let's be honest with ourselves. That's actually what he's fucking doing, or at least supposed to be doing. So that's my take on Lil Nas X. Appreciate you for all that you do for the community, but need to step it up a little bit in regards to actually being a fucking legitimate musician. A lot of people are giving Elliot Page a lot of shit for wearing like a boxy ass oversized tux to the gala which okay so here's the thing it's the fucking met gala but here's also the thing that you have to think about this was elliot page's first time as elliot in any sort of event like he transitioned during covid so this was his first time but I have to say, looking at his face, he was beaming. He was just like, it didn't, like, I I remember seeing him pre-transition and just seeing, like, a meh demeanor almost all the time. And I have to say, seeing him now in his true self is so fucking rewarding. And I'm so glad that we live in a world where an Elliot Page goes to the Met Gala and shows everybody that he can rock a fucking boxy ass 
male-esque suit. So there's that. Frank Ocean. I don't even know what to do with this one, honestly. I fucking love Frank Ocean. His music is super unique. I've always been a huge fan. You know, obviously the fact that he's gay is a perk and a plus. But like, what the fuck was he doing? He had like, his hair was green. He had a basic ass suit on. And he pretty much just like, walked around. Like, with this baby with a green face that matched his hair. And it just, it was automated and it moved around. It was kind of creepy. And honestly, really just didn't make sense. I didn't really know what to do with it. I mean, it may have been a little bit better if it had some sort of meaning or he dressed a little better. <laughs> I don't know. But Frank, I still love you from the bottom of my gay little black heart. And Dan Levy, honestly, probably one of my favorite looks of the night. The puffy sleeved, supposedly, I don't remember who the artist was, but it was some gay artist who created this and it's like got two men on the front they're making out and it was just like so statement and so perfect for the this is the kind of shit that you bring to the Met Gala for all of you fucking celebrities who did basic shit this is the kind of shit you bring just look at Dan that's all you need to know so before we get into the ones that are getting the most attention let's talk about my my man, Troy. <laughs> so Troy Savon wore a gown and heels, which I absolutely fucking love. Like, he's been pretty open about his, like, gender-bending mentality slash sexuality slash whatever. And I just love that he went to this event in a gown and fucking heels. It was, uh, it was honestly everything. But what I have to say is even more than him, than everything, than him coming to the fucking Met Gala in a gown and heels was the Instagram photo that was taken of him pulling his dress up in heels from behind and peeing in a urinal. I honestly, like, kind of want to print that shit out and frame it. It was so good, so perfect, and he captioned it. Rihanna told Shawn Mendes to take this photo of me peeing in the urinal. And also... Like, the fact that Rihanna wants something like that to take place is a good affirmation as to why we should all fucking love Rihanna. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so let's get into the topic of conversation. The one celebrity that got the most attention and not necessarily in a good way. AOC. Uh, so she wore this dress... And it basically, if you don't know, said tax the rich all over it. So there's all kinds of fucking controversy going all over the place about this shit. Because basically, think about it. She went to the fucking Met Gala. Probably spent thousands of dollars on that dress. And went to an event where everyone who attends is fucking rich. And put tax the rich on her fucking dress. So how does that, like, not come into your mind when you're making plans to do this kind of shit? That's what I actually kind of fucking want to know. Like, you're literally mingling with the 1% elite rich people wearing a dress saying, tax the rich. Was that not awkward for you? There's all kinds of speculation saying that 
outside the Met Gala, there was this huge Black Lives Matter protest and that there were people who were actually chiming in on Twitter saying that she kind of missed the mark in regards to what the statement is that she was trying to make and that it probably would have been a bigger statement if she would have went out with the protesters because I guess the protesters were getting arrested because they, you know, were causing a ruckus outside the Met Gala. So the police was getting involved and it just got a little crazy. So people are actually fucking calling her out saying you should have been out there protesting if you really wanted to make that that statement that you were trying to make. So she's getting a lot of fucking backlash for this. And honestly, I don't know if she's going to be able to recover from this truth be told. But ladies and gentlemen, that is my take on the Met Gala. Once again, Anna Wintour, who supposedly is supposed like supposed to be like fucking fashion god, wore something basic, and everyone else who attended just didn't really matter. And that's it. So now let's talk about the one story that actually is kind of like multiple stories all lumped up into one. And I just don't even fucking know what to do with this one. I mean, I've witnessed stupidity at its finest multiple times in my life, but this, this one just takes the cake. And that, if you haven't already guessed, is Nicki Minaj and all of the fuckery that she's created this week. Literally, like I said before, it's been a matter of days and I'm like, holy shit, this is getting crazy. So, let's start from the beginning. This all started when Nikki decided to come against the Met Gala because she was offered an invitation but, like, couldn't go because they made it a requirement for any attendees to be fully vaccinated and show proof of that vaccination. So, because apparently Nikki isn't vaccinated, she went on Twitter and basically said... See, this is the kind of shit that I fucking love because, like, this just makes her look so fucking stupid. So she tries to go against the Matt Gala saying that she doesn't understand why she's not allowed to go because she's not vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. And if I want to get vaccinated, then I will. I'm going to do my own research before I get vaccinated. And you guys, I am dying with all the fucking memes you guys know that meme where it's the the black woman who has the big nails and she's on the computer and she's chewing her gum like super obnoxiously and pl- playing with the mouse on the computer. And like I saw this meme and I just fucking almost pissed myself. It was so funny. And it said, Nicki Minaj doing the research on her vaccine. <laughs> and it's kind of how I feel Oh my God, like, bitch, please. You are not going to do fucking research. You just don't want to get vaccinated because you're fucking Nicki Minaj and you like to go against the motherfucking grain. Let's just be real. Like, don't fucking sugarcoat shit, whatever. So <laughs> this, all this shit kind of backfired for her. So basically, I, like this huge outpouring happened. People were going back and forth. Suddenly, it became this huge thing. Obviously, Nicki Minaj has a huge platform. So I think the White House got kind of freaked out because they're like, holy shit. We're trying so hard to get like most of the American population to agree to get these vaccines because, I mean, honestly, it's for everybody's safety. But now we've got this huge public figure publicly saying that she won't get the vaccine. And they were, I think, worried that 
you know, she might start this uprising of followers. And so I guess <laughs> the White House reached out. To, first of all, she was kicked off Twitter because I, I guess she was going back and forth and Twitter finally kicked her off. So, I mean, let's just be real. When you're put on the same page as Donald Trump, we need to take a little moment, take a step back and self-reflect. Self-reflection time, Nikki. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess, so she's claiming that the White House extended an invitation for her to come to the White House to have their specialists inform her just a little bit more on why she should get the vaccine and all the reasons why it's like beneficial, saves lives, etc. So she apparently publicly said this on social media. And when they finally fucking got to the, like, whatever representative it was for the White House, they were basically like, uh, so we didn't actually ask her to come to the White House because she's not vaccinated. We just said we, we'd be willing to like have a phone conversation with you. <laughs> so she's like all pissed off now because she's saying or claiming that the White House invited her, but the White House is saying, no, we don't want you to come here because you're not fucking vaccinated. <laughs> oh, the shit just keeps getting better and better. But the fun part about this entire fucking story is the fact that like part of her whole like quest to prove why she's not getting the vaccine is because apparently she knows a friend of a friend of a friend, quote unquote, of a cousin of a friend or some stupid shit like that, who lives in Trinidad and basically, supposedly, quote unquote, they got the vaccine and their balls swelled up. So she, what, I don't know, what does she call it? Like Operation Balls, Ball, Ball Gate, or I don't remember. Something to that effect. Like, <laughs> so stupid. And then whoever the leader is of Trinidad actually publicly came out after she said this shit and said, so yeah, that's actually not accurate. Not true. Didn't come from our country and we can verify. Side note, how did you verify? Like, did you (laughs) go around looking at people's balls? I just have to know. But supposedly this guy pretty much put her in her place, called her out and said, nope, that's not true. You're full of shit. And ladies and gentlemen, I have to say, this really just isn't the week for Nicki Minaj. (laughs) She's just, I just, I don't know. It's so funny too, because I, I was reading this thing that said, because of the rise of Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B, you know, gaining that female rapper popularity based on like their aesthetic, Nicki Minaj is kind of just fading in the background. And I think she's trying really hard to do this whole scrappy thing where she tries to start shit and stir the pot and just be ridiculous and over the top. And I think she thinks it's going to get her the attention she needs to stay relevant. But here's the thing. I mean, yeah, we're all talking about you, girl. But listen, we're all talking shit about you. But wait, But like I said before, earlier on in the episode, I guess negative attention is still attention. And maybe, just maybe, that's what she's going for. But here's the thing. (laughs) You look like a fucking idiot. Oh, God, I can't with this story. There's so many different fucking things. The White House telling her, yeah, no, we we, we don't want you here. 
the leader of Trinidad saying, um, yeah, no, that's false information. So I just have to say, if Nikki's getting all of this shit wrong, like pretty consistently, how the actual fuck is she going to do the research <laughs> on her fucking vaccine? It doesn't really sound like she's really good at doing any sort of research. And I'm going to be honest, I am still picturing that meme with that black woman with the big nails chewing her gum obnoxiously on the computer. And that's it. That's my gay expose on what's going on in the world today. So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bottoms, non-binary and gender fluid, transgender and questioning? Well, <laughs> I'd like to think that we learned a whole hell of a lot or maybe you already heard of all of these stories and you didn't learn a fucking goddamn thing. But what you did learn is my specific opinion and or view on all of these stories that I don't really feel like I can actually escape from. <laughs> Just like all up in your face, no matter what screen you pull up on your phone, no matter what social media outlet or anywhere you go, it's one of these three fucking stories. Ugh. And, you know, with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose Podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram at Exposing My gay. And if you have something to say in regards to what you felt about how different this specific episode actually was, regardless of whether it's negative or positive, feel free to slide into my DM at once again, exposing my gay. And don't forget to check out my website, which includes my blog, A Gay in the Life of Ronnie, all of my written work, and my second show that's coming to you on 2 22 entitled Running Your Mouth with Ronnie, a show in which I take one specific individual and or guest and just see if they're even capable of running their mouth with Ronnie. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, follow, whatever the fuck, just do it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and fuck all the other formats because none of them really matter. And I'll see you next week with another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me, exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will get that hot gay goss with you next time. I'd like to thank Britney Spears, The Met Gala, and Nicki Minaj for all the tea that we needed to spill this week on My Gay Expose podcast for the very first installation of a full-on episode of that hot gay goss expose.